when things aren't going as quickly as we hope, right? We kind of like take the reins and, you know, we kind of push God out of the driver's seat and we're like, Hey, I got this. Like, I don't need you anymore. I'm good. But then we don't understand or we forget why we feel so overwhelmed and why we feel so anxious and why we feel so frustrated and Mm -hmm. flustered. And, and really it's because, you know, we're just piling on all of the things that really aren't meant for us. Right. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, welcome to Wellness and the Word. It is Testimony Tuesday and I just love these testimonies because I have the privilege of speaking to so many different people and hearing their journey and their love story with God and it's just so much fun and so beautiful and I hope that you're enjoying them as well. So today I have a friend of mine who I met through her amazing business. Her name is Ashley Freehand and she is a multi-passionate mama. She is married to her high school sweetheart and they have two incredible kids Ashley's God-led mission is supporting and educating overwhelmed mompreneurs. She teaches mamas to manage their time, increase their productivity, and find joy in both motherhood and business. She does this through her weekly podcast called The Purpose Gathering Podcast and her online accountability community, which pre-launches in a couple of weeks. So if you are a mompreneur, I highly encourage you to join the Purpose Gathering community because Ashley provides so much value and she is so helpful and just an amazing person. I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation today. Well, hello. Thanks, Ashley, for being with me today. Thanks so much for having me, Ryan. I'm really excited and just grateful that you are going to share your testimony with us today. I'm excited too. So where does your story begin, Ashley? Oh, well, my story begins long ago. I mean, I can just remember back to when I was eight years old. I think, I guess that's when it really all started. That's when I first gave my life to Christ. And I was at a church camp actually. And it was one of those like emotional altar calls. And it's funny that I still remember to this day because I was so young, but I also kind of feel like I didn't really know exactly what it meant. Mm. I just knew that, you know, I wanted this life that they were talking about. And I just remember being really emotional and going up to the front with a whole bunch of other kids and just asking Jesus into our heart and kind of that basic level of acceptance. And for as long as I really can remember, church was always a part of our weekly routine. 
there really wasn't a week that went by that we missed going to church, like unless we were out of town. And I, but I don't really remember my parents talking too much about relationship with God and faith and anything like that. I only really remember hearing about it at church. Um, and I do remember like, you know, an occasional devotional here or there that, you know, my mom was trying to really encourage us to study the word, but that's mm-hmm. really it. I could only remember a couple of those moments. And then I think as a teenager, I really start to begin to feel the presence of God. Um, but I really don't feel like at that time I owned my faith. Yeah, that makes sense, especially as a teenager. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's it's awesome that that's when you felt it the most, because I would almost think that that was when people would be most distracted and not like feel God's presence or not be aware of it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I do feel like, you know, I had those moments and those were, you know, those like high peak experience, you know, those mountaintop experiences mm-hmm. that people talk about. And I had them a couple of times and they were always when I was surrounded by, you know, other Christians and tons of believers. And it was always at like a um, church experience, you know what I mean? Like a community Mm -hmm. um, gathering is what I'm trying to say, like um, a convention. That's really what it was. Um, We used to go with our church to these international youth conventions. And it was literally just like a big concert with worship. And I think I experienced those, you know, that presence of God there Mm -hmm. more so because the church that I grew up in, it really was for believers who had been in church their whole life. And it was a retirement community and really there were not a lot of youth surrounding Mm -hmm. me. And so I think that's why I felt his presence so much because I was surrounded by, you know, teenagers who were also believers and I hadn't really seen that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so neat. So my son is eight and I was just telling my husband, like, we need to start having that conversation with him. I know they do in our church about baptism and just kind of lighting that fire, you know, so that when he is ready to choose to be baptized, hopefully. Um, so I just made that correlation of your age. That's pretty cool. And your daughter just got baptized recently, right? She did. Yeah. That and is that so was awesome. Very special for me. Yes. yes. Cause she came to me right around the age of eight as well. And was like, mom, I really want to get baptized. I really want to, you know, have this relationship with God. And so it's been really cool to see that come full circle. And now my own daughter is accepting her, you know, faith, but I also know how important it is for her to start owning her faith. And so yes. I think that's the difference for for me is that I didn't really start owning my faith until, you know, into my adult years. I really like that point that you made because when we're younger, it's usually like you don't have a choice because you're a kid. Right. And I know my son being eight, he's usually like complaining, like, Oh, we have to go to church again. I'm like, yes, every single week. I don't know why it's a surprise, but I guess that's just like school or anything else. But I like that owning it. I think that's, that's something I hadn't thought of, honestly, that we want to kind of put that ball in their court and encourage them and, um, light the fire, but not because I worry about that sometimes too, that I'm going to like be too pushy because faith is so important. And I didn't really grow up with that, you know, big faith background. 
Yeah. And so it's important for me and for my kids. And I, like, I want them to understand, like, you know, you're kind of lucky that you get to have this from the time you're a kid, but you know, kids just don't understand that. So that's really helpful for me to kind of think that I want to make sure I'm not being pushy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just having those conversations with our children and just kind of letting them ask those questions and explore what it means to them is really, Mm -hmm. I think, what is going to be the most impactful for them. I love that. So you've kind of always had faith in your life and you've always known God and felt his presence, but before you really met God or accepted him into your heart, or maybe when you were older, what was missing? What was missing from your life that you felt like God kind of helped fulfill? Absolutely. So I think what I was missing the most was really that connection piece. Like I think a lot of, and especially being young, a lot of my faith was routine. You know, it was just part of the week. It was part of the day to day. It wasn't really something that I got to choose, you know, like you just said, Um, but it really, and, and I feel like that's kind of how my parents viewed it too, was it was just like, Hey, we're going to just go to church. That's just what we do. And I don't think I ever really understood why. I didn't know why I was going. I didn't really understand the deeper meaning. And so I think just what I was missing was that connection and understanding the deeper why. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too, I, because we do just do things out of habit so often. And I think that faith and church, while it should be a routine, it shouldn't be one of those things that it's like, we go because we go, but that it's a gift that we're able to go and what do we get out of it? And not just, you know, going to church and then forgetting about it, but kind of putting into action what we learned or having those conversations once you're home. Exactly. That's good. You're teaching me so much. I'm going to just have so much to take back to my kids and, you know, like put into play for myself. Good. I'm glad. So we can get so stagnant in our, in our walk, you know? Totally. So what were you trying to do in life that didn't work for you? I think I was just trying to conform to the world. Like I was just trying Mm. to fit in as a teenager. I was just trying to, you know, get through life um, without, you know, really leaning into God's presence and really understanding like why you have a relationship with him, you know? Um, I do feel like my faith protected me from a lot of things that could have happened, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember, you know, talking about abstinence. I remember talking about um, drug and alcohol use. And even though I was part of a church that was primarily you know, retired. Um, I remember the youth group like only consisted of me, two other girls and my now husband. So there really wasn't a lot of people in the youth group. And so when we went out and did those, um, you know, mountaintop experiences with other churches, like it felt so different. And Mm -hmm. that's something that my husband and I both were very adamant about when we had children was that we wanted a different experience for them. Not that I am, you know, regretful in any way or resentful for how I grew up, but I do feel like there is power in 
a community of believers who are young and who Mm -hmm. are going through the same things as you, um, but that have that rock solid faith. And so I think that was hard for me is that, you know, I grew up around other people that were not Christians. And so my faith did protect me for sure, but I think it was inadvertently. Like, I don't think I knew that I was being protected, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, I think that's really interesting that you actually stayed true to your faith because you didn't have that like large group of people your age around you. So I think it's actually really neat that you, you stayed true to that. And and it's cool that you met your husband when you were young too. And so you guys had that in common. Yeah, we actually share so many of the same childhood memories. We have pictures together when we were little, like it's really fun. That is so neat. I love it. So to me, it's just very evident that God has always, you know, had his hand on you and he always, he has his hand on all of us. We are all God's children, but I love that. Like to me, it's very clear that he was just watching over you all the time. So what was the turning point in your relationship with God? What was like the big moment for you that you were like, yes, this is, you know, you felt God's presence or it was just kind of the time that you were definitely committed to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like the big turning point was probably the year after we had my daughter. So she's nine and we knew, like I mentioned, that we wanted to find a different church when we had our daughter. And so that was kind of the catalyst for, for our decision. And my sister and her husband had actually left our current church um, several years before, and we were very involved in our old church. Um, you know, my mom led the worship, my dad at one point actually did the sound. And then Travis, my husband was doing the sound. So we felt really like we grew up in that church, right? So we felt like really deep rooted connection to it, but we just knew like this was our time to kind of venture out and find something new. And my sister and her husband had actually found this church that they started going to. And they were like, Hey, you guys should come check this out. And so I remember taking my daughter there as an infant and like sitting in the nursing room, right. While she was still a baby and just listening to the sermon and watching church from a TV screen. And I just remember feeling that presence of God again, that rooftop experience. And I was like, this is where we're meant to be. And so we've never looked back. We've been going there since she was a baby and we have grown so much together as a couple, but me individually, I started really understanding what it meant to be a follower of Christ, Mm -hmm. what it meant to actually own my faith. And that, you know, the things that I was doing were not rituals to like earn God's love or earn his redemption, mm-hmm. but it was out of response for his amazing love and grace and mercy. And so really that was the turning point when everything just changed and started to fall into place. And I just started to view life in a very different way. That's awesome. I like that you said out of response because the relationship that we have with God. And that's why as Christians, we call it a relationship because it's not just a one-sided thing where we read the Bible and we follow the rules. And I think that's where religion gets it wrong and people, you know, 
only think of the religion aspect, but it's, it's meant to be a relationship. It's meant to be a two-way street. We are meant to respond to God. So I, I love how you said that. So what has changed or how have you changed in the past five years as you evolved in your faith? So I have changed, I feel like in such, like so many different ways. I feel like one of which being that I just, I view life in a different way in just a sense of, you know, I'm not just living for myself anymore. I'm really paying attention to the people around me and the connections that I'm making and, you know, being a servant of God and boldly speaking, you know, his presence in my life. And I think I was really afraid of that before. Like I didn't want to share my testimony. I didn't want to talk about it because I just, I felt like, you know, well, who am I? Like Mm -hmm. no one's going to really care about what I have to say. And I haven't gone through, you know, like super traumatic things and I don't have like a really crazy over the top testimony, you know, but Mm -hmm. I felt just really convicted and God was changing my heart to be open to sharing his word, even if it wasn't as impactful as I thought it should be. So I feel like that was definitely the main change. And then the second turning point or the second like change that I think I really started to make was just being more obedient and just listening instead mm-hmm. of just talking all the time and, yeah. and really asking and really seeking instead of just you know, always praying out of panic um, and really just coming to him first when I have an issue and being ready to respond to whatever it is that he asks me to do. So good. And, you know, when I started this podcast, that was something I said in, you know, one of the first episodes when I was explaining what the episodes would be about. And I know you've listened to the episodes, Ashley. It's so important to remember that it's not just the testimonies of, you know, the deep, dark place that we were in and God pulled us out of. Because if you were blessed to live a life where you didn't have to go through those things, your testimony still matters. And I think at the end of the day, that's always what we want, especially as parents. We want our kids to live that life where they don't have to go through those struggles and that they have known Jesus, you know, their whole life. And he's always walked beside them and they felt his presence because when we as parents are always encouraging our kids to know Jesus and to feel his presence, I think that it's probably more likely that they will because they're already looking for it. So no testimony is too, you know, perfect or insignificant. So I'm so, so glad that you're sharing yours. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So if you could thank God for one incident in your faith journey, what would it be? Oh, there's a lot, but the one that really comes to mind and sticks out is the moment that I decided to lean into kind of pivoting my business. So I own a couple of different businesses and one morning I was doing a Bible study and I just felt so like burdened. I just felt this calling on my heart about um, mom business owners because I had gone through about three really dark years of doing it all alone and feeling like I just felt miserable and overwhelmed and anxious all the time. And I couldn't understand why. And I was just seeking 
community and I was seeking other moms who understood, you know, because I had so many friends that were moms, but they Mm -hmm. didn't own a business. Mm -hmm. And then I had so many business owner friends that didn't have any kids. And so nobody understood what it felt like. And so I felt like God was speaking to me one day and he was like, well, maybe you should just put on a workshop for moms and be the change that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like wrestling with that for so many months and just being like, no, I think I heard you wrong. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't think that's for me. Like that just sounds like a lot of work. No, thank Mm -hmm. But you can't tell God no, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you can, but he just keeps knocking. And so just, he was very persistent and I was like, okay, I guess this, this is, you know, the next step. And so one day I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm just, I'm going to go in all in and surrender. And I feel like that was the best decision that I ever made because it's been the biggest blessing. Mm-hmm. Yes. The purpose gathering is what Ashley is referring to. And it's a beautiful community of mompreneurs. And I'm so grateful that she was obedient. Just like she talked about, she learned to become obedient to God's calling because she's created this beautiful, amazing community. And I love that you said, be the change because often we are seeking something, but sometimes we have to get out there and create it ourselves. And then you're bringing all of these other moms who were looking for the same thing, but nobody knew what to do or where to start. And God puts these callings on our hearts for a reason. And I think that's so important to be obedient and to listen. So I'm super glad that you did that. Thank you. Isn't that how we met? Yes, exactly. And I wouldn't know you otherwise. So, and I know when I was so blessed to go to the, um, one of your workshops last September, and that was just huge for me. I got so much out of that. So super grateful for your, your group. I love the purpose gathering. Like I've always loved your name, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the Bible is beautiful and there are so many scriptures that are meaningful and, you know, there, there's different reasons that we can connect with them, but are there any specific scriptures that are special to you? Well, many, of course, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the verse that I quote the most is found in Psalms 23, four, and it says, even though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I don't know why, but it just really brings me peace when I'm fearful Mm -hmm. or unsure of my next step. And it just reminds me that I'm not alone and that God's always looking out for me and he'll be on my side always to protect me. Yes, that's a great scripture. And I think that sometimes we don't know why a scripture means so much, but it's obviously been placed on your heart for a reason. And it's fun to always dig into like, what does that scripture mean? Because scripture is always so much deeper, you know, than, than what we see on the surface. So that's a great one. So how do you feel at the end of each day, Ashley? Oh, I I mean, aside from exhausted, (laughs) I just feel so grateful. Like every day I always look for the positive. I look for kind of the thankfulness of the opportunities that God has given me. Um, I think it's so important to, to just be thankful for the, the ways that he gives me to connect, you know, the, the people that he puts in my place. I often like used to just 
feel really frustrated sometimes of like being a stay at home mom and not getting out very much and feeling like, you know, maybe I wasn't having the profound opportunities that I should be to reach other people, you know, but I realized like my kids and my spouse, like they are opportunities every Mm, day. Right. So good. And so I'm just thankful for the connections that I make with them and, you know, how I can pour into them and even like, you know, their friends that come over and the neighbors that I connect with and anybody that I can connect with on Instagram or social media, because that is such a big part of my business and my community. Um, I just feel so blessed to have been called to lead this community of women. And I feel a sense of belonging every night, knowing that I'm doing what I've been called to do. Yeah. That's so awesome. I agree. I think that you, you know, you definitely bring so much to your business. And I love that you mentioned the aspect of being a stay-at-home mom and your family, because I know as a stay-at-home mom, I struggled with my purpose. And I really wasn't looking at myself or my family as an opportunity. And that's been a reminder for me throughout my stay-at-home mom journey is that our first mission is our family and we have to pour into them first. And it's not like an insignificant thing, or I think we just can kind of bypass that sometimes as stay-at-home moms that that is important work. We're raising the next generation and we need to point them to Christ. Absolutely. So Ash, what have we not talked about that you'd like to share with us? Oh, well, there has been so much on my mind and my heart lately, but I feel like there's this idea of surrender that I want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. this is just something that I think I've been dealing with. And I've heard other friends been dealing with of just like when things aren't going as quickly as we hope, right. We kind of like take the reins and, you know, we kind of push God out of the driver's seat and we're like, Hey, I got this. Like, I don't need you anymore. I'm good. But then we don't understand, or we forget why we feel so overwhelmed and why we feel so anxious and why we feel so frustrated and Mm -hmm. flustered. And, and really it's because, you know, we're just piling on all of the things that really aren't meant for us. Right. Yeah. So there's this verse that just always kind of gives me peace, which I could have shared for the verse question, but I'm going to share it now. And that's Matthew 11, 28 and 30. And that's come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. And I just, I love that. So I quote that often when I'm feeling super stressed out and I just have to envision my, not even envision it, actually do it. Just open my hands and surrender whatever I'm trying to control in that moment. And it's always so peaceful. And I always feel so much better because my burdens are gone. They've been lifted. And so I just wanted to leave you guys with that hope and that peace of surrender. So good. So good. That's amazing because that verse and the word surrender has been a theme in my life over the last couple of months. So it's, it's so funny and it's not surprising, you know, that God, (laughs) he does that. He puts those 
verses and those words and those moments and those people into our life because he is trying to speak that into our lives. And that has been on this podcast a couple of times, in fact. So it's, it's probably a word for everybody in this time. I think that that is just like, let's just let that be 2020's verse of the year. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for being on today. Where can people find you and connect with you? Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Yes. So you can connect with me over on Instagram. I hang out there quite often um, at the Purpose Gathering. And then I also have a resource page that's available if anyone wants to listen to my podcast or join a free community that I have. And that can be found at thepurposegathering.com slash resources. Amazing. And yes, I highly recommend Ashley's community. It's a wonderful place. And Ashley is also a photographer. She has taken my family photos and also brand photos of me. So go check her out at, at Ashley Freehand Photography. All right. Thank you so much, Ashley. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Hey friend, if you loved today's episode or connected with something you heard, it would mean the world to me if you would leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, come join our community on Facebook, Wellness and the Word community. We would love to have you. We are starting a Bible study on Tuesday, November 17th as a community, and it's going to be amazing. We are going to grow in our relationship with Christ and create friendships rooted in Christ. Hope to see you there.